Now let's begin to round off what we have been discussing about understanding the will of God. We have learned many things in the course of these teachings. The most important thing is that the first and general will of God for everybody is that we come to the knowledge of truth. That's in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and in verse 4. Jesus indeed died to save the world. He came and died so as to have our sins forgiven. It is a slap on his face and the face of the Father when we refuse to accept his sacrifice. Accepting the sacrifice of Jesus means that we walk with him, we obey him, we allow him indeed become our Lord. It is a wrong principle for people to think they can live the way they like and then come to God on Sundays to ask for his blessings. You are insulting him. You cannot be asking God for his blessings if you are not submitting to his lordship. What does it mean to submit to the lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ? It means that whatever he says is the final word. If he says that this is how to run your life, that's the final word. If he says this is how to run your business, that's the final word. The word is superior to that of your friends. The word of God is superior to that of your tradition. If your, the tradition says, treat your wife like this, and the word of God says, treat her this way, you go according to the word of God. That's what it means to give your life to Christ. Many people, they come to church, yet what is most important to them is what their villagers think about them. They come to church, but what's most important to them is their standing in the society. You really have not given your life to Christ like that. If you have given your life to Christ, what's most important to you is what God thinks about you. You know that one day you are going to die, and you are going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Don't, don't be fooled. One day it will happen. It will happen. If you like, live to be 100 years in this life. It's going to be like a second, less than a second, when you look at the vastness of eternity. So it will be foolishness on your part not to use this your current life to prepare for what eternity is going to be like. Eternity is not life after now. You're already in eternity. It's just a small fragment of eternity you're experiencing. But God is helping you by sending this word to you today that I'm not going to judge you based on the amount of good works you did. I'm going to judge you based upon whether you obeyed my calling or you did not obey my calling. What is my primary calling for your life? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Forsake your ways and come and walk with him. That's what it means to give your life to Christ. And that is the first and general will of God for everybody. Now, having said that, there's a general will of God for every child of God. And what is that? Obey the truths that I'm teaching you. Obey the truths that you find in the scriptures. Obey the truth that the Holy Spirit reveals to you all the time. As you obey that truth, you are walking in what we call the general righteousness. And then the specific will of God will work itself out in your life. We must understand that. The specific will of God works itself out naturally and easily and spontaneously. Like Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. That thing works itself out easily in the life of anybody that is following the general rule of God. What is the will of God concerning my business? Sanctification. What is the will of God concerning who I should marry? Sanctification in my relationship with the opposite sex. I cannot, be, I cannot go around you know, sleeping with anything that I find and then I come, and go, come to God and say, what is your will concerning marriage? God said, I have a will for you. Just wait there. And he will bring a Jezebel and give her to you. And when you are getting the Jezebel, she will look so innocent. She just came from the village, you know, but you will not know that Jezebel was young at a particular point in time. And when she begins to manifest, you will know that indeed you have bought trouble, a reward, all right, for your own life of unrighteousness. So what is the will of God concerning marriage? Work in sanctification. What is the will of God concerning prosperity? Learn how to use money according to the word of God. Learn how to earn money in righteousness. That is all the will of God is about prosperity. God wants you to prosper. Know it. 
know that hard work is good, it's not a sin. Know that you must not steal, you must not defraud anybody. Listen, wait for God, and in due season, he will lift you up. He said, occupy with this until I come. Each season of your life, there is something God gives you to be occupied with. Be busy with that thing. Do that thing well. Then one day he will come and he lifts you, he will lift you to another level. That is the will of God concerning prosperity. The will of God is not, uh, should I trade in oil and gas or should I trade in uh, a kokoyam? God will work those things out in your life at the appropriate time. Once somebody was telling me about one of the biggest uh, oil companies in Nigeria. And he said that the young men who started the company, they were just selling clothes. That's what they were selling. It's in the process of selling clothes that they met people who introduced them into big business. And when they came, they were able to buy their own ship. And that's how business began to move. All right? Did God speak to them one day? My son, my son, you know, arise and go and go and trade in oil and go and trade in the liquid natural gas. No. They were just doing their business. That's what I mean by the will of God. The specific will will work itself out in your life if you apply yourself to the general will. What is the general will concerning my career? I must know why I was born. What is the general will concerning my ministry? I must know that God gave me a gift. I'm supposed to exercise it accordingly. Sometimes people say that, does God want me to go and start church here or start church there? A time will come, you will know. I need to emphasize that before I close today. Because sometimes Christians talk as if you have to practice how to hear God. As if God does not like to talk to people when he has to. Listen, God knows you more than you know yourself. He knows the language you speak. I am not now going to learn to speak Greek just because the day God comes, he might speak Greek to me. God knows I don't speak Greek. He knows the languages that I speak. If he wants to speak in a human language, he has a very narrow choice that he's going to make. Either speaks English, speaks my mother tongue, or any other language I've learned. He's not going to now say to me now, Banky, you are going to go and learn Swahili and Portuguese because the day I'm going to speak to you, the Holy Spirit that operates in this region only speaks Portuguese. It's not like that. The Holy Spirit knows the language that I speak. I see Christians engage in that funny thing all the time. He said, learn, learn, learn how to hear your spirit. Listen, my friend, if my spirit really, what I need to do with my spirit is to purify it. Purify my anxious thoughts. We've been talking about that. Purify my wrong motives. He says, search me, O Lord, and see whether there are any anxious things that are inside me. Alright? Lead me in the everlasting way. Remove. I will confess out of my heart everything that is negative. Look, having done that, if God wants me to hear his voice so I can go back to go and rescue the people of Israel, he will meet me like Moses in my, with my own burning bush. If I'm too young to recognize things, God will shout until I run to Eli, like Samuel did, and Eli will explain to me how the voice of God manifests. If God has to show himself to me when he knows I'm doing things in ignorance, he will apply, appear in a dream. Remember what God did to, to Abimelech. Abimelech was a man who was a good man, at least, the way he understood what it meant to be good. I mean, this, this story is in the book of Genesis chapter 20. And this man took Abraham's wife because Abraham had lied and said that she's my sister. And what happened was, this was a wrong thing. It had brought problems into the life of Abimelech. And God wanted to correct Abimelech. The Bible says in verse 3 that God came to this man at night in a dream and said, you are as, you are as good as dead. And the man said, why will you destroy a whole nation? Because this nation was on the verge of destruction. He said, what I did, I did in, my, in the innocency of my heart. And God said in verse 6, yes, I know. And that was why I have kept you from sinning against me. Maybe many times he will have wanted to go and sleep with a the woman. They will call him that. Some people are in video this area. He will go and attend to that. You know, sometimes maybe you'll be depressed. God did all these things because Abimelech did not know that it was a lie that Abraham told. And God now came to him in a vision and said, this 
man lied to you, that's actually his wife. Abimelech, Abimelech says, sorry. What am I going to say here? God knew how to speak to Abimelech. He, look, he used crisis, all kinds of troubles, and finally a dream to correct the man. God will correct you if your heart is right. God will lead you right if your heart is right. The problem a lot of times that we are so engrossed and held in captivity and bondage by the anxious thoughts of our hearts, people now start coloring the evil they want to do and say, God speaks to me. You see, a woman wants to disobey her husband say, I'm already doing what God said I should do. And you are disobeying your husband. Haba, a good man, a righteous man, you are disobeying him because God spoke to you. God does not cause problems in families. He doesn't do such things. He will, even if he spoke to you, you have to cool your temper until he has persuaded the man that he put in authority. You don't just get up in the morning and tell you, the pastor of your church, you are, you are, I mean, the senior pastor, you are, you are a junior pastor under him, that God said we should do a program. <laughs> and when the man does not agree, you now say he's not hearing God. The man is backsliding. Why? It is the lust, the covetousness, the pride in your heart that is disturbing you. It is not God that is speaking to you. I hope you've gotten my point. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of this and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com. And do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening. I may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.